0: Thank you for listening to our midweek service from Christian Ministry Church. We're praying that this message blesses, encourages, and equips you to build the kingdom of God. And now a message from Pastor Tim Brooks. We're thrilled to have those of you joining us on our social media avenues. We're glad to have you as we wrap up, as we do a conclusion on our series of the names of God. It's been a great series and, and learning some of just a few of the many, many names of God, it helps us understand and, and, and know God in a way that you would not understand or know him had we not talked about these names that are given to us. We opened, our very first introduction, we opened this series by seeing two root word names that are used in the Old Testament, Elohim is used 2,570 times. That's a lot. 2,570 times. L means mighty, strong, prominent. Then we use the word Elohim. It's creative, all-powerful, governing power. So when we, when we see the word Elohim, it lets us know that God is prominent. He is strong. He is mighty. He is all-powerful. He is creative. How would you know that about God? Say, how would you know that about God had you not understood this name is part of his character? The next root word that we looked at was the word Jehovah. Jehovah in the Old Testament appears 6,823 times. 6,823 times. That word means permanent existence. He always has been, he always will be. It means to live, to be alive, permanent existence. So these names, Elohim and Jehovah, they teach us a whole lot about who God is. His nature, his character, He is mighty, he's prominent, he's strong, he's creative, he always has been, he always will be, just in those two names alone. In our introduction, we passed out a list of over 80 names that you read in the Old Testament that refer to God, and and I encourage you to continue to look at those. We use the word God, just God, G-O-D, God. But there's all of these other names in Hebrew. Uh, Okay, God, what does that mean? Okay, well, Elohim, now I know what that means. Jehovah, I know what that means. We looked at Adonai. That means he's the owner. You came here with nothing. You're leaving with nothing. God is the owner. We looked at the word Jehovah, Jireh. The Lord is our provider. Your job is not your provider god is your provider he uses that as a tool as you build houses for people to live in as you fix cars for people to drive as you put tires on cars for people as you bless god's people then he blesses you he is jehovah jireh our provider your job's not your provider so if your company sells out and you lose your job, you don't panic because your job wasn't your provider anyway. I have a relationship with Jehovah Jireh, he's my provider. So this peace comes into your life. Jehovah Saba, he's our warrior, he fights for you. He's not a little wimpy God, he's a warrior. Jehovah Shalom, he is my peace. In the middle of the storms in your life, you tap into Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Rohi, He is my shepherd. Jehovah Nisi, he is my banner. He goes before me. Makedesh, he's the one that sanctifies me. Jehovah Rohi, we talked about that. The Lord who heals. Here uh, four, four weeks ago, we were out of state. I find myself in the emergency room. They can't take care of my situation. They put me in an ambulance and send me to a bigger hospital 60 miles away. I'm, I'm just almost out of my mind in pain. And in the back of that ambulance, I am calling out Jehovah Rohi because I know he's my, he, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, he is my healer. He is my healer. I know God heals. God has creative, see, I know the names of God, so I'm not laying there hurting with no help. There was nobody to help me. He's with me in this ambulance, and I call out to him because he's my healer. Jehovah Sikkenu, the Lord is our righteousness. El Shaddai, the Lord Almighty. So in your daily life, these names are very, very vital that you have a connection with them And you understand who God is. Turn to Isaiah 7. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. Hundreds of years before Jesus' birth. Isaiah says. Look. A virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son. And you will call him Emmanuel. Which means. God with us. You'll call him, here is another name. I wanna end our series on the names of God with the name Emmanuel. You will call him Emmanuel. What does that mean? God's with you. God is with you. You've got to know God is with you. He never leaves you. He never turns his back on you. Wherever you are, whatever your need is, however dire your situation is, you got to know Emmanuel. He's here with me. See, God with us. Now, this is why when you watch Christmas plays, all the wise men are looking for Emmanuel. See, they've been reading for hundreds of years here they're a child, he's coming, his name is Emmanuel, it's going to be God with us. They didn't have a real clear picture of all of this, but why were these wise men in such hot pursuit? Because they knew, they knew about this coming event, and it was God going to be with us. So, when we read Matthew chapter 1 verse 21, she will give birth to a son, you are to give him the name Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel. Which means God with us. If there's anything I want you to get out of this whole series. Is the name Emmanuel. God's with you. God's with you. Wherever you are. Whatever your situation is. However rough it is. You need to know Emmanuel God is with you. Now, <clears throat> I just want to think here just for a minute, the, the essence of the historical event of this baby being born, of the fulfillment of this prophecy. The whole world knows December 25th. God became a baby. God was in a crib. God was now with us the magnitude of December twenty fifth and what all of that meant for the whole world. Isaiah nine six far unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Now okay, go. You can't read this stuff too fast. A son is given the son wasn't born the son was given that lets us know that the son existed before the child was born can you see that see the virgin gave birth to a child but the child existed even before the virgin became pregnant therefore the son was given not born a child is born a son is given Whoa, you got to think all that through. Hebrews 10, look over there, Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5. In Hebrews, we see this conversation between God the Father, God the Son, as they talk about Christ coming to earth as a man to do the Father's will. Verse 5, that is why when Christ came into the world, he said to God, You did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings, but you have given me a body to offer. You were not pleased with the burnt offerings or the other offerings for sin. Then I said, look, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written about me in scripture. Now, this all has got to start making sense to you how all of this came about. Jesus came not only to do the Father's will, but he also came to represent the Father. He also came so that the world would be able to see and know the Father because we had the experience of God with us. See, God was not with us. God was in a burning bush. God was in the Holy of Holies. God made appearances, but God was not with us until the new covenant. Thus, the name Emmanuel. Colossians 1.15, Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Hebrews 1.3, Jesus is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of him. Go to John chapter 1. I'm, I'm, let's get all through this and then I want to put all this together for us. Stay, stay mentally engaged. John chapter 1 Now, I want you to look at this. Watch all this unfold, verse 1. In the beginning, that's the beginning. That's Genesis 1.1, okay? In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. Now, make sure you understand this. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all, all who believe, but to all who believe and accept him, he gave the right to become children of God. If that doesn't make you happy, I don't know what will. See, he gave, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not, not, not with a physical birth, No, Nicodemus, we don't go back up in our mother's womb. No, not a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. Okay, verse 14. Everybody get this, verse 14. So the Word, okay, go back to chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Verse 14. So the Word became human. And made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory. The glory of the father's one and only son. That's the gospel in a nutshell. That's it. Jesus is Emmanuel. That means God is with you. If there's anything I want you to get out of this whole series is God is with you. Now, Jesus did not make his debut on that first Christmas morning in Bethlehem. He existed before creation. John 1, 3, we just read it. Through him, all things were made. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, let us make man in our image. Jesus was there, that he's part of that us. Yet, Jesus, now think about all this. Jesus could be thirsty. That's fully human. That's fully human. He could be thirsty, but Jesus could walk on water. That was fully divine. Now think about it. Jesus grew in knowledge and in wisdom and in favor as he got older. Okay, that's fully human. That's fully human. Yet Jesus knew what people were thinking. that's fully God. See, that's fully divine. Jesus died in agonizing death on the cross, fully human. but three days later, he rose from the grave, fully God. Or you get this. Now is this coming together all the way from Genesis chapter one, verse 26. This is why and, and I spend a few minutes here. This is why everybody knows Jesus' birthday. The whole world, the whole world is aware of December 25th. Let me ask you, even for those of you when you were a heathen, did you ever drive to the post office on December 25th and wonder why it was closed? Ever? Have you ever pulled up to the bank on December 25th? Whoa, what the heck? Where is everybody? Have you ever done that? Even in your heathenest, heathen days, have you ever done that? No, no. Have you ever pulled up the bank, it's closed? Well, what's going on? Oh, you read, it's Columbus's birthday or it's Washington's birthday. Good grief. How many? Birth? I don't have a clue when Mohammed's birthday is. I don't have a clue when Joseph Smith's birthday. I don't know when Reverend Moon's birthday is. I don't know when Buddha's birthday is. Now, I'm a, there's a few people that does, but the whole, every, every town in America has Christmas lights down there Central Avenue Street. Every town in America knows December 25th. Does that blow anybody's mind but me? Now, now just think about this. Think about this. There's no other explanation Except that God came in the flesh, Emmanuel. God came to dwell among us. There's no other religious leader. There's no other world leader that has commanded the celebration to the magnitude that the world celebrates December 25th. We we had some great presidents. I mean, I'm a Ronald Reagan fan. He's a great man. I don't know when his birthday was. I don't I'll drag a tree in my house on his birthday. I mean, you've got to understand the magnitude of Emmanuel. When God came in the flesh on earth, the whole world was and still is changed by Jesus. That very name shakes the world. Still today, with the heathen of all heathens, they understand December 25th. Colossians 1, 19, God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in Jesus. John 1, 18, no one has ever seen God, but the only son who is himself God has made him known to all of us. How does God make himself known? Through Emmanuel. He's with me. He's with me. Jesus said, John 14, 9, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Don't ever, come on, don't ever let anybody tell you there are many ways to God. I read some statistics the other day. It just boggled my mind. Some high 70%. Of church attendees were polled And 70%, over 70, 78% of America Thinks there are many ways to God That go to church come on, come on, come on, come on, come on Everybody wake up here well, well, In this church I want you to make sure you understand Jesus is the complete revelation of God And that's why you can't go around Jesus To get to God there's no other religion that can get you to God. They may help you, they may give you some good moral. I don't know what they may do for you. They may help you hum. But other religions may help you stretch, or you can sit on a mat and get I don't know what they may do something for you, but if you want to go to God, there's only one way. John 14:6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. Now get this. No one comes to God except through me. Now, either that's a lie or that's 100% truth. You can't buy just a little part of that when Jesus says, no one comes to the Father except through me. When Gabriel visited Mary, he told her to call the baby Jesus because that meant he would save his people from their sins. That's what Jesus does. Now, Jesus has other names. They're not literal names that we use in conversation, but there are descriptive names that have been assigned to him. Isaiah 9:6, he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. He'll be called the Prince of Peace. Let me, let me tell you something. At times, I can give great counsel. At times, I shock myself at how good a counsel I can give. But if you catch me on a bad day, which... I tend to get mad, I tend my temper's out of control. If you catch me on a bad day, whoo, my counsel is terrible. That's why he is the wonderful counselor. You never catch him on a bad day. You, you never catch him on a bad day. I can't tell you the, the number of times that that a session, a counseling session I've talked about, and it's come back to bite me. And I say, if I would have known then what I know now well obviously my counsel would have been different but you got to understand Jesus knows then what you can know now see he's the beginning from the end that's why he is the wonderful counselor that's why he's a wonderful counselor that's, that's why he is perfect in every way Jesus is the mighty God he's a wonderful counselor he's the mighty God Lazarus come forth Yes, sir. He's the mighty God. Here, hand me those fish and a couple of pieces of bread. Let me just just feed 5,000 here. See, he's the mighty God. Peace be still. Waves just calm down. See, Jesus is the mighty God, and his name is Emmanuel. He's with you. He's the everlasting Father. No beginning, no end. He transcends time. Colossians 1, 17, there's no place you can look and not see Jesus. He's everywhere because he holds everything together. As the earth revolves around the S-U-N, so our lives revolve around the S-O-N. Jesus is the center of our existence. He is the prince of peace. He's the prince of peace, Philippians 4, 7. When you experience God's peace, which which exceeds anything we can understand, his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ. Now, you've got a choice to make. You can live in this situation. You can live in this crisis. You can live in this hurt. You can live in this disappointment. You can live in this anger. You can live in this frustration. You can live in this bitterness. You can live, or you can live in Him who is the Prince of Peace. Now that's up to you. Whatever you want to do. Oh, everybody's mad. Everybody's jerked up. Okay, live in that. Get down and walla in that with your family, or you. Choose to live in the Prince of Peace, God with us. It's not enough to know about him. He wants to know you personally, God with us, Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Now, we live in a day of celebrities. We hold many people in high regard, singers, actors, athletes, Uh, wealthy people but just I want you to engage your mind here just a minute now mentally process what I'm about to say think about this Jesus okay now think about this he never wrote a song yet there's been more songs written about him than any other person who's ever lived All right, now, are you, are you still with me? He never wrote a book. He never wrote a book, yet there are more books written about him and being written about him, and they outsell every other book. There are more books written about him than anybody that has ever lived, and yet he never wrote a book. Are, are, is your mind engaged here? He never wrote traveled more than 300 miles from the place he was born. Yet he's known on every corner of the earth still today. The world's dating system is set by Jesus' entrance into human history. He has physically been gone for over 2,000 years. Yet he is, is prominent and is popular, and is well-known. Bad news for Elvis fans. About 50 years now, not many people really know him anymore. Not a lot of, of this age has a bunch of Elvis memorabilia in their house. I mean, in another 50 years, we're not even going to remember that name. Another 50, We're talking 2,000 years ago, and Jesus is still the most widely known known central figure in the whole world jesus the greatest celebrity to ever live there's not even a close second he's not in a castle he has never been a king in matter of fact he was a baby born to poor parents he he wasn't born with a silver spoon in his mouth to some affluent Wealthy, predominant family of the day. He he was born to poverty, parents. There's no possible way that any human could pull this off for 2,000 years later for him to still be the prominent source. here, There's no other explanation except God with us. He's Emmanuel. He's God with us. Therefore... Philippians 2, God has exalted him to a highest place and gave him a name that is above every name and at the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow in heaven and earth and under the earth and that every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. I don't care how bad this culture gets, Jesus is going to win this whole thing. There's not a close second. There's not zero nada. There's not even a close second. You you can't even discuss whether Jesus is just one of many religious options. We we can't seem to make the celebration of Christmas big enough. Every year, Silver Dollar City puts up more lights. Are you kidding me? No celebration does that 50 years after somebody dies. And we're talking 2,000 years ago. Why do we celebrate like this? Why is this known worldwide? Emmanuel, it's God with us. Those times in your life, and we all have them, the mood you're in, the emotion that you're in at that moment, you feel like God is not there. Now, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands of who has felt like God is not there, because You would be lying if you didn't raise your hand. We have those times. God, where are you? I feel like God is a million miles away. You're in a time when you feel really like God doesn't care. You're calling and you're begging and it's like God doesn't even care. There are times that you have emotionally felt like God does not really even know you. Here's what I want you to know. In spite of your fickle emotions, in spite of your up and down moods, in spite of your ever changing feelings, I want you to know His name is Emmanuel. God is with you. Y'all stand. Lord, we're just in awe of your plan of salvation. We're in awe of who you are. We we stand in awe of you. Lord, as we end this series, as we've studied these few names of yours, we are in awe of who you are. And in our weakest moment, In our most difficult time, we see you for who you really are. We honor you, and we can only say, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. You're with me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Christian Ministries Church. If this message impacted you and you'd like to sow into our ministry, you can give at cmchurch.com. If you'd like to listen to more of our messages, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Christian Ministries. God bless.